Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Hey, well, hello and welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. This is Rich Langton and I'm so glad that you have joined us for another episode. You know, this year has been a, uh, a big one. We keep saying it every week. It's been a tough year for many people. But in amongst it, God is doing good things. And so therefore, um, you know, it's, it's always good to be grateful for those, for those good things that he's doing in amongst all of the, the other stuff. And uh, this week it's been uh, Thanksgiving in the United States. And that's not something that we celebrate in Australia, but... But it's such a great tradition that we thought this week, why not focus on being grateful? And so today we're going to hear from uh, Reuben Morgan, a message that he spoke to our team about gratitude. See, gratitude is a biblical concept. And therefore, even, even though we might not celebrate Thanksgiving in Australia, we can be grateful for the things that God is doing because it's a Bible thing. It's a God thing. And in amongst it, as I said, God is in amongst everything. God is doing good things. And so we should be grateful. So I didn't encourage you to um, perhaps share this podcast with somebody today, someone you're grateful for. Send it to them and say thank you for whatever it is you're grateful to them for. And maybe just um, thank God for them as well. Gratitude. Here we go. This is Reuben Morgan. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'm speaking on gratitude tonight. Thank you. And how it's meant to be the driving motivation from which we live our lives. It's the motive out of which we live. And, and there are promises that are relating to being grateful. Uh, a little while ago, I was in a, a blind restaurant. Has anyone heard of a blind restaurant before? Has anyone been to a blind restaurant? So basically, you eat dinner in pitch darkness. It's cool. It's actually really cool. It's this thing. Um, there's a restaurant in London, and it's kind of a, a deal. It's really great food, and it's just an experience. Anyway, I was there a few months ago with some friends, and um, the way it works is you come into this really cool kind of lobby greeting area. You, you, um, you pick your food, the menu, whatever, because it's light, you can. Um, and then you put all your things away in a locker, lock it up, and then they bring out your waiter, who is blind. And so you meet your waitress, and then she says, put your hand on my shoulder. And she leads you through one door, gets a little bit dimmer, another door down a corridor, gets a bit dimmer again, and then she opens this big, thick door, and it's pitch black inside. And as you walk in, you're holding, you're like, don't, don't go anywhere, don't, don't leave without me. The, when you can't see, all of a sudden, it's loud. You've got no idea how big the room is. It could be 10 people. It could be like 500. And you hear plates, cutlery, people talking, loud conversations. It sounds loud because you can't see. So she, she, she leads us around chairs and come around this way. And then she says, reach out to your left. There's a wall. And then, and then she calls each of our names. Ruben, this is your seat right here take a seat, pull it out, do you know what I mean? You cannot see a thing. And she's the, your cutlery is in front of you and, um, and then she seats everybody else. And um, 
such an amazing experience, actually a really arresting experience. And I, I was interested to, to see what it brought out in me because all of a sudden you start to appreciate the other things that you have, like your, um, your hearing. All of a sudden conversation gets easier because you're not really, you're not looking, you're just listening. And there's this new kind of gratitude for for, for hearing, for taste, you, could, you taste in a different way. And um, it's really cool. And I feel like constantly we need to be reminded to be grateful for things that otherwise we would just gloss over in life. When was the last time you thanked God for your hearing? Or your sight? Or any of your senses for that matter? No matter how upbeat and how good at praising God you are, constantly... A million times we need to be reminded to thank God and to be grateful. Everything is, is gift. If you think about it, every single thing is gift from God. You know how it works. I mean, how many people went to class today, Bible college students? I mean, before there was anything, there was God, right? Trinity, God content, complete, didn't need anything, happy, full of joy. And for whatever reason, mystery, he created. He created us. He created creation. But it's all his doing, and it's all for his joy. And anything that exists come from him. We can't take credit for one single thing. It's the same with salvation. None of it is us. It's all of God, none of us. All of God, none of us. And the two major things that we constantly need to remember to thank God for is life, creation, the fact that the sun rose this morning, that we've got breath in our lungs, that our, that our eyes can open and we can see, we can communicate, we can live life, we can live, uh, we can live our potential if we want to, we can stretch out our opportunity. We constantly need to remember these are all gifts from God and that he saved us, that he sent his son, he died on the cross, he saved us so that we could live. And constantly, somehow we've got to find ways of reminding ourselves, be grateful, be grateful. It's all of God and none of us. God asks us the question, how will we respond to everything that he's given to us? The Psalms exhort us to give thanks and be grateful. Paul's letters are overflowing with thanksgiving and encouragement to give thanks. Gratitude is foundational to the life of every believer. And a lack of gratitude kept Israel out of the promised land for 40 years. Some enemies of gratitude. Comparison. How easy is it to stop being grateful for what we have when we start looking at the person next to, it, to us and kind of, you know, comparing ourselves a little bit. You tend not to compare yourself with people that are a long way in front of you or, uh, you know, in a different whatever. It's always the people that are kind of like you. You know, just flipping through Instagram, you know, it's, it's obviously it's a cliche, but it's so easy and I feel like it's such an epidemic of, um, of church people comparison and that we've got to remind ourselves this is going to steal our joy this takes our gratitude and it 
is such a rip-off. Familiarity is another thing that will take our gratitude. Most pastors would be overjoyed if this was their congregation, especially the way you sing. (laughs) Sounds awesome. But it's so easy to get familiar, right? Forgetfulness from where we came from. It's easy to forget where we came from. Distraction is another enemy. Just not, just not being aware. Another enemy is introspection. We can just be just thinking about ourselves all the time. And we forget that actually everything that we have came from God and everything that we have is gift. It's the kindness of God and worth being grateful for. Does anyone believe it? Okay. I'm going to go to the Bible. Luke 17. I love this story. Luke 17 and verse 11. It's kind of a paragraph, so I'm just going to read it out to you and um, have a listen. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Three things from this story about gratitude that I want to bring out. First is gratitude is a choice. Gratitude is a choice. Interestingly, you can be in the will of God and be ungrateful. Think about the nine. They actually did what Jesus said to do. He said, go and show yourselves to the priests. Get out of here and go. And as they went, they were cleansed. Go. So they were in the will of God. But one chose to turn around and come back. I want to be the one. I want to be the one that comes back. I want to be the one that recognises what's going on and comes back and is grateful. But it's a choice. You can choose. But I I want to be the one that chooses. Um, We kind of have this thing in our family. I don't don't know. There's this thing called bubble tea. And um, (laughs) it's this... Um, Taiwanese delicacy. Uh, (laughs) These little jelly pearls and, you know, great tasting tea. It's just a cold beverage, but, you know, it's a thing. It's a reason to get out of bed in the morning. (laughs) And um, actually, my kids are really into it. They're crazy about it, but I'm I'm quite into it as well. And... um, Who loves bubble tea? Do you know what I'm talking about? 
It's a craze right now. Anyway, we, we get so into it. So I'll buy them the bubble tea. And, you know, if you've bought bubble tea, it's actually not cheap. And if you're buying three kids bubble tea, you, you're shelling out money, you know. But they're so into it that when it can't, you know, they, it goes over that kind of really cool machine and it's got the covering and everything and then they put the straw in and they always, always, as they take that first sip, forget to actually say thanks. Which is all right, except that I'm the source of their supply. Every gift is coming from me. And they actually, for their own good, need to remember to thank me and remember where it came from. Now, I get it caught up in the moment, whatever, but I always try and remember, just say thanks. Just say thanks, you know. And it can be a reflex. And sometimes we have to remember and remind ourselves to be grateful. There is a reflex kind of gratitude. Um, like when I was in the blind restaurant, there's just this appreciation for what you have in certain moments. Different things, maybe something's taken away from you and all of a sudden it makes you grateful for what you have. But then there's other times when you're in blessing, when you're going through life, when you're in a, a place like this, when you're in a, a world like we're in, where we've got to find ways, considered ways, to be grateful. Find it. Consider why you should be grateful. Take the time. Be intelligent about your gratitude. It's actually what God expects from you. The amazing thing about the children of Israel is that when they changed and they decided to become grateful, they entered the promised land. And I've been asking myself this question this week as well. What's on, on the other side of my gratitude? If I'll stop long enough to consider what I have to be grateful for, if I will make gratitude a habit, what is on the other side of it? Yes, I'm in the will of God, but what is next that God's waiting to unlock when I'll just choose to be grateful in the season that I'm in? No matter if you're frustrated, no matter if there's prayers that you feel like aren't getting answered, no matter if you feel like you're being held back, limited, you may not feel like you've got enough money, you may not feel like you're getting enough opportunity, you're believing for promotion, whatever. Maybe you're just frustrated. If you choose to be grateful in your season, I believe God can unlock something in your life. It's the Bible. It's not that you're not in the will of God right now. He's just got more for you. Second, gratitude is loud. The Bible says, he came praising God in a loud voice. I love this so much. The picture is awesome. Because you've got 10 lepers walking the other way and you've got this one guy who's just like, oh, uh, figures out what's going on and just starts going crazy, loud voice. One of them turns around and runs toward Jesus. And I can see it. It would have been um, out of control, a little bit undignified, messy, but how cool. And he ends up at Jesus' feet. It's all overt. It's all out loud. It's all big gratitude that he is confessing. 
And my question about gratitude is, maybe it's a little bit like the tree that fell in the woods with no one around. Did it make a sound if no one heard it? Are you grateful if you can't express it? And again, when it comes to considering, I think we should live life this way. Think of ways that you can express gratitude. As Christians, like I said at the start, as believers, we're called to live out of this place of gratitude. It's the motive by which we live our lives. Everything is gift and we live our life from the point of being grateful. God, you've given me everything. And so I pour out my life because you've given me everything to you. A life strategized out of gratitude. Sounds good, doesn't it? And number three, gratitude brings you close to God. Maybe the other nine got healed, but one of them got to be where Jesus was. And that is the ultimate. Gratitude brings you closer to God. And it, it seems like he got it. You know, it wasn't just that he was, um, there was no more leprosy. It meant that he could actually be around people. Lepers couldn't be around people. At the start, they were yelling at Jesus, have mercy on us, because they couldn't come close. But Jesus made everything different. Changed everything, made him whole. And he knew it. And so he runs to Jesus' feet, knowing that he can be close to people again. That he's made completely whole. And hasn't, he, hasn't Christ done that for us? He's turned our lives around, that we can come near to him, not shy, not closed, but boldly, with gratefulness. If you're... Whatever season you're in, if you're wanting to draw near to God, start listing things to be grateful for. And sometimes I'll just write things down. And it's, it's so good. If I'm just having coffee or whatever, I'll just start writing things down, especially if I'm feeling discouraged or whatever. And I'll just start listing things. And you start, like, you, you get through three, four, five. But once you get past that, you start getting on a roll. And it's so cool. And, it, like, it doesn't matter what you list because everything, actually everything is appropriate because it all comes from God. So it doesn't matter what you say. None of it's dumb because it's actually all God's to you. If you want to get in the presence of God... Be grateful. Enter his presence with thanksgiving and his gates with praise. And it might take you a minute and it might feel dry for a minute or two minutes. But if you press through, you'll just feel this joy start to come over you and this freedom. And you'll start feeling the presence of God. And all of a sudden, your praise will take over. Because gratitude does bring you into the presence of God. And it brings you near to God. And a grateful life, a grateful person will be near to God. And an ungrateful person may not be. Because a lack of gratitude is really easy to see, isn't it? 
people who are familiar, people who are comparing themselves with others, and people who are, you can never do enough. Some people, it's never enough, is it? You can never do enough for them. And those people tend to be dry and tend to be distant from God. But I want to be a person that's always grateful, stupidly grateful, you know? Like almost dumb grateful. Too much. You can never be grateful enough. That's the awesome thing about it. Like the lines in the song, a billion years and still I'll be singing. How can I praise you enough? How can I praise you enough? Amen. I want to give you three really practical things outside of this room that you can do to cultivate gratefulness. These are not my ideas. Um, this Viennese monk called Brother Steindl Rast has kind of got a formula, and I really like it. It's cool. First stop. Become present, awake, aware, and receptive. Just quit the clutter. Just stop and be in the moment. Second is look. Look around you, notice, observe, consider, and have a direct experience. Don't be in the past. Don't be in the present. Consider what's going on right now. Have a direct experience. And number three is go. Acknowledge Take action, do something with the opportunity that being aware of what God's done and doing in your life. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope that, it, hope that it's really useful to you. If the podcast is useful and helpful to you, if you're enjoying it, then I'd love to invite you to share it on social media or maybe to text it, you know, share a link with a friend. Uh, if you tag Hillsong Creative at Hillsong Creative, uh, maybe we'll repost you, I don't know. <laughs> and if, you, uh, if you're not yet subscribed, let me just take this opportunity to uh, invite you to do that as well. You'll get notified of new episodes whenever they're released least. Also, if you haven't heard, we've launched a brand new podcast called The Praying Through the Bible with Hillsong Creative. It's designed to help you get more out of the Word of God in your daily life. So I'd encourage you to search Hillsong Creative or Praying Through the Bible. Subscribe to that one too. And of course, obviously rate it and let us know how you're enjoying that one too. Well, thanks again for being part of us and with us on the journey. And we'll talk to you next time.